Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to episode 9 of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host as always, Kyler Kerbison. Today we have a good one. Uh, have some former teammates coming on. We talk about UT football, where it's at now, uh, what it was like when we were playing, and uh, what are they doing with their lives. Uh, we're also going to talk about the SEC, uh, recap the week, and how we're going to look versus Auburn. Let's start the show. Before we get into the show, just wanted to call out our presenting sponsor, Bet Online. So the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. So two different locks of the week that I'm going to give you is uh, Texans minus two and a half over the Pats. There is no way the Texans win this game. They're not a good team. They lost Bill O'Brien, their head coach. The Patriots are looking great. They were able to stop the Ravens. I know it was bad weather, but still, it, there's no one better at running the football as a quarterback than Lamar Jackson. But Deshaun Watson is close, and he loves the escapability. So if you can contain Lamar Jackson and get away with a win, then you can do it to Deshaun Watson. So I think the Pats are going to win here. I think they went out right. I think that's a lock. Um also, the over for the Packers-Colts game, it's set at 49. I think that's ridiculously low uh, for both of those teams. I think both of their defenses are not the strength, and they'll find a way to score on each other for sure. So I love that over, and I think that's a safe bet for you. So from... Game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online cons- casino as well. It never closes. So go head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. All right, so let's get into the SEC this week. Uh, first game up is uh, Vandy versus Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky pulls away with a 38-35 victory over Vanderbilt. Um, they were playing for their O-line coach who just recently passed away. Uh, so they had a lot of emotion behind it and uh, played really well for him. Um, Vandy's uh, Ken Seals was 21 for 32, 225 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, Kenyon Henry Brooks, the running back, had 29 carries for 121 yards. Uh, Terry Wilson, quarterback for Kentucky, was 13 for 15, 110 yards, two touchdowns. He also had seven carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. And then uh, Chris Rodriguez had... um, 13 carries for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, it's great that Kentucky got a win for their coach. Um, 
I am worried, though. Vandy's offense seems like they're starting to figure things out. I mean, their defense is still horrible, and they just let people through. I mean, Kentucky was doing whatever they wanted out there. But it's just so annoying that they're starting to figure out their offense right before they play us. And uh, now we're going to have to deal with that. And if I'm Pruitt, I'm paying close attention to these games. Um, so next game up, uh, we have Arkansas versus Florida. Florida wins 63-35. to um, Huge game for Florida. Arkansas's uh, Felipe Franks was 15 of 19, 250 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, Traylon Smith had eight carries, 118 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Trask uh, was 23 of 29, 356 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, side note, Tennessee has six passing touchdowns on this season, and Kyle Trask just did it in one game. So that's nice. Uh, Trevon uh, Grise it had six receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. What uh, really stands out to me is the coaching for Florida. You know, when Kyle Trask has six touchdowns, you think they threw it 50 times and uh, he's just throwing it all over the place. They only threw it 29 times, and he had uh, 23 completions. And they ran it 45 times. So, really, they ran it more than they threw it, and they still scored this many points. It's because how efficient their passing plays are. They're, they don't have plays that are a waste of a throw. Everything is deliberate. They're trying to take advantage of everything that the defense is giving them. And there were a lot of times where Florida wide receivers were behind the defense. And that's all play calling. That's all setting it up, um, confusing that defense. So, you know, Sam Pittman also not being there for Arkansas makes a difference, in my opinion. I think, uh, you know, maybe if he was there, he might be able to adjust on the fly a little bit and, you know, be able to make it a little closer game. But, Hey, Florida's just scoring points like crazy, and um, they're definitely the SEC East favorite. So next game, we have uh, South Carolina versus Ole Miss. What a back-and-forth battle this was. Uh, Ole Miss gets the victory, 42-59. to um, South Carolina's Colin Hill was 17 of 28, 230 yards with one touchdown and one interception. Uh, Kevin Harris had 25 carries for 243 yards and five touchdowns. Their running back went off. Uh, Ole Miss's Matt uh, Carroll was 28 of 32, 513 yards, four touchdowns. He also had 10 carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. And then Elijah Moore, their wide receiver, had 13 receptions for 225 yards and two touchdowns. He also had 45 yards rushing. So this is just, I mean, Lane Kiffin is playing video games out there. He he doesn't care about the defense. They're just going to outscore you. I mean, both defenses just let up so many points. Um, it was all offense all day. Elijah Moore, their wide receiver, is two back-to-back games of 200-plus yards. That is crazy. Um, Lane Kiffin sets up an offense so well because – Carroll was 28 of 32, so he only had four incompletions. 28 completions 
for 513 yards. That's 18 yards per completion. That is play calling right there. That has nothing to do with fitting it in tight windows and the quarterback making the right decision. And all that. that is setting up your quarterback to succeed. And Lane went for it four times on fourth down and got all four of them. And some of them were huge plays, some were touchdowns. It's crazy. And their defense is so bad, though. I mean, honestly, if he was able to get a so-so defensive coordinator and recruit some defensive guys, it would be a really good team. I mean, South Carolina was 8.2 yards per rush. That's crazy. Your aiming point is four. So they killed it on the ground. But Ole Miss still gets the victory, uh, 42-59. to 59. Um, So with that, uh, that is our SEC recap. Uh, now it's time to get into my uh, fun conversation I had with uh, some former teammates. All right, so have some special guests on today, some former teammates. I'm going to go through their introductions uh, onto the show so people know who I'm talking about. So uh, first up, we have a all-region wide receiver from Innsworth High School in Nashville. <laughs> he was also uh, a kicker for the team, which a lot of people didn't know. Uh, he scored a combined 102 points over his career. Uh, that's 4.1 points per game, so that's, that's pretty good. And he was 90% on extra points. And... Uh, <laughs> Put Innsworth on the map. Also put Trevor Lawrence on the map. If you think about it with the long hair, it is Jacob Carter, number 87. Snaps all around for Jacob. That's right. Let's go. Yeah, so, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. So next up, we have an all-region player for Farragut High School in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> He was ranked the number three long snapper in the nation at the 2007 Ray Guy Kicking Camp and is now a CrossFit savant, number 45, Austin Bolin. Snaps all around for Austin. (laughs) Okay, Bo, number three? I didn't know that. I didn't know it either, man. You Google somebody's name, you figure some stuff out. Long snapper, baby. And last but not least, we have a Del Mar High School graduate, played a quarterback in high school, and ended up playing tight end for the Vols. Uh, he was also the uh, commencement speaker at the recent graduation at Del Mar High School, where he said, quote, go change the world. Go do the impossible because tonight is your night. Take those dreams and run and do not go gentle into that good night. Woo! Woo! Alex Ellis, number 48, baby. Talk to me. Oh, boy. This guy's a baller over here, huh? Yeah, number three commencement speaker in the nation. What you That's right. How we doing, bro, bros? Man, fantastic. Living. Good. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's living in Nashville now, so it's nice to uh, be able to get together every now and then for this. Absolutely. Might so, be a whole time at twenty-two fifteen or twenty-two nineteen. 
2219. baby. Shout out to whoever's there right now. Hold that thing down. They probably have no idea who y'all are. No, no chance. No clue. Scary's no talking chance. about their old house they lived in for the uh, people listening. <laughs> it looks way it looks way but I went by there a couple of months ago. It looks way better than when we had it. <laughs> it looks clean. Yeah, y'all are a bunch of trash in that house. Yeah, it was open door policy. We're still <laughs> trash. <laughs> Ain't lying. No, definitely not. So uh wanted to start off with have you guys been keeping up with UT football and watching the games? Any thoughts? Like, how are you feeling about it? Because obviously, this is a Tennessee football podcast. We kind of, kind of talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been keeping up. I try to watch every game that I can. Uh, how much? I just, I guess, disappointed. It's a weird year, though. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't lost uh, faith Hope. in Coach Pruitt. Yeah. Um, no, I, I get that. I mean, I, I feel a, the same. It's way. a weird year. I feel the same way. It's like, uh, you know, none of this year doesn't count towards anybody's eligibility. So, like, in the long run, it really doesn't do much. Um, And I feel like the people coming for Pruitt's head don't really know what goes into rebuilding an entire team. And that's kind of difficult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I think that, yeah. I think there's four teams that are like, you know, pretty elite and then after that i think it's just everybody's gonna beat everybody it's just a weird year like you don't know you know what kind of off season everybody had with all restrictions and stuff so it's a it's a funky year but yeah definitely not losing faith in coach Pruitt. it takes a long time to rebuild a program and, and we just gotta be patient with that yeah i agree yeah. the other two you guys like pruitt uh i think football's hard man <laughs> just hard <laughs> it is what it is I mean I feel for I feel for anybody that coaches and anybody that plays I mean and like I guess it is an easy game but it's it's just hard like if, if one person doesn't do their job or one person doesn't step the right way like this is the only game all other sports like it's just like our big movement like soccer you're running like it doesn't matter what step you take really yeah um but football like if if each person on the line doesn't take the right step then like right there there's a weakness and Mm -hmm. like these little those like little details matter when they say like inches like matter in that game it really does and it's just hard to if it's just hard to like bring all that together and uh, I feel for anybody that like tries to do it um yeah I mean I've always said like if someone were to get a taste of what it's like to be either a college player or a college coach in any sport they wouldn't want it like the amount of work you have to put in the amount of hours I mean coaches are there for 16 hours a day they sleep on their couches in their office like their life is not fun at all so like you know when everybody's bashing a coach like I always feel for him even if they haven't performed I always like I'm like dang dude that's tough yeah like you're you're there all the time trying to get the right people in trying to get the right recruit the right coach and then at the end of the day, it all comes down to, well, 
did you take the right step? Did you, you know, put your head on the right side of the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that, did all the right things up until, you know, like, then it's just like performing and it's just, it's just hard being a, uh, a player and a coach and just, there's so much that goes into it that more than any other sport. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Carter, you're not saying much. What do you think? Skit. I had to wait till Skit got done. <laughs> uh, I don't know. To answer your first question, yes, we watch. We watch every game. I, I mean, I think you do. You have to. We just we we watch every game. So yeah. Um. Obviously, big fans. And I I don't know. Yeah, kind of like what Bolin was saying. Austin was saying. We definitely haven't lost faith in the coach. It takes a while. That doesn't mean that doesn't make it easy. It's just that's not really an excuse. It's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'd like to be successful immediately, but that's not that likely. Um, he's new coaches have to get their own guys in there and be able to do what they want to do. Um, and then if, if then he's not having success, then that's when you start, I guess, asking questions. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Skid, I liked what you said. I mean, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And yeah. we're in the toughest league, where, which is – people would always say that when we were playing. They were like, man, y'all played Alabama, then y'all played this team. And I was just like, so what? I mean, yeah, like, I would rather <laughs> us play those teams every week than just cupcakes. Like, yeah. you don't want to be in that league. So, I mean, it's how you look at it. We're in the hardest league, so it's definitely tough on us. But um, – We'd like to have more success. I, I don't I don't know what the the answer is or the issues are. Um, I wish I did, but yeah, we're I wish just you were smart enough for that. You might you'd yeah, probably be coaching I'd, if I'd you were a lot of money if I knew what the what the issue was. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I mean it's it's a combination of things, but we're not very good right now. That's that's just kind of how it is. But um, we should be good. We have plenty of talent, so yeah, I, I think the big question right now in everyone's mind is the quarterback play. Um, you know, people have kind of lost faith in in Garantano. And in some sense, I, I feel for the guy. I know that the players on the field want him to succeed because of – I mean, when you work with somebody in the offseason so much, you put in so much effort with somebody, even if they're not talented, you want them to succeed because they're your boy. You've been on the team with them for – five years now and I just don't know if he quite has it but that's not to say that the guys behind him have it um you know they came in the game versus Arkansas Garantano got a concussion and they seemed lost with uh, Bailey and Maurer so I mean do you guys have any opinions on the quarterback stuff you know what kind of attitude you have towards Garantano uh, and I've even said this being just an ex-player trying to talk to the the Twitter coaches out there to simmer down a little bit on, you know, the insults towards the player. Because when I was rooming with Worley, he got them all the time. Like, it was bad. So I, I can only imagine what Garantano's going through. Yeah, I mean – I, it's a, that's not an easy position to play. Like, there's so many factors that go into that. Like, I mean, going back to what Skit and Jacob were talking about, you know, there's there's so many factors that go into that offensive line play. Are your backs picking up blitz pickups? Are your receivers running the right routes? You know, like, 
there's so many things going to that. And I think the confusing part, you know, for, for Tennessee fans is that it, one week he, he goes out and balls out, you know, great game. First two games, we go out, play well. And then first half of Georgia, we're up. He's looking great, throwing deep balls to Palmer. And then we come out in the second half and just lay an egg. And then two pick sixes against Kentucky, you know, it's just, it's been a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I think, I think he gets a lot of blame at times that he probably doesn't deserve. And again, there's so many parts that, that, you know, a lot of people don't know about, um, you know, I, I, I guess my biggest thing that I would like to see is, is maybe more leadership from that position. Um, you know, probably better body language on the sideline or going out into huddles. Like, you want a quarterback when you when you play with somebody you want a quarterback you know is going to lead you you know and, and have that confidence no matter if we're up 21 nothing we're down 21 nothing somebody that's going to bring that fire and that confidence to lead you down the field and 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 make you feel good and, and that you're going to come from behind and get a win or, or you're going to hold on to a lead not make any mistakes um but yeah i think i think jg probably gets a lot of blame he doesn't deserve it's just again sports not easy that's not an easy position to play no, because, I mean, like you said, the two interceptions versus Kentucky, the, you know, the TV crew said that he spent like 10 minutes by himself on the sideline. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I was like, it, somebody has to go up to him and say something yeah. Yeah. and be there for him, you know, when something goes wrong. It, it's, it was strange to me that that happened, that someone would be yeah. by themselves after that. I just felt yeah. like, uh, like it, it, you know, if that happened to – Worley or Dobbs while I was playing, I would go up to them and be like, hey, look, I'm going to do better so you can do better. We're going to be fine, you know, try and give confidence. And that's what they would do for us, you know. The offensive line sucked in 2014 when my first year starting and Worley was getting his butt crushed. So for him to still have confidence in us, I was like, hey, yeah, let's let's go out there and do the best that we can do, so – I think yeah, that is important. But um, I appreciate you guys uh, giving some feedback on that. I know, you know, fans want to hear what VFLs are saying if, uh, you know, they have the same opinions. So, um, but let's get into more lighthearted conversations, maybe <laughs> some fun questions here. Uh, I wanted to start with what, who was your guys' favorite coach? at UT and it doesn't necessarily have to be your position coach can be, you know, a coordinator, another position coach. Um, but someone you were just like, that is the dude. I love that guy. Dude. Dude. I mean, there you go. <laughs> this is a good topic. Great topic. I know, I know Jacob's favorite coach was. <laughs> no, I, let me answer my question. I'm not letting Skid answer. I know what Skid's gonna say. That is not right. We all know what Jake say. <laughs> Jacob, why don't you go first? Yeah, thank you. And I'll answer for myself. I would answer for Skid, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, oh, shoot. I, I, I mean, we were there for a lot of different coaching staffs. Um, gosh, I don't know. I want to say Coach Chaney. I had a few different coaches, but Coach Chaney was the OC when I was there. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but he was cool. Like he was, he was cool and all that. But the reason I liked him is he just, he knew what I was 
good at and he knew what I was horrible at and he didn't try to make me do anything outside of my you know spectrum which I was like thank goodness you know he he, he wanted to put me in those situations to just suck so yeah that's uh, that is good that that makes a good offensive coordinator where he yeah he I love, the I strengths love, and weaknesses exactly so um he was a lot of the reason why I was able to do some stuff but I don't know I liked him he was cool he was able to you know be a coach when he had to be a coach but also joke around and mess around when he when he wanted to so I don't know there's a lot of good coaches Charlie Baggett was my receiver coach my freshman year he was hilarious yeah I mean coach the, Cheney was the one who recruited me to UT so I love I loved coach Cheney yeah. yeah all the all the black squad coaches I mean all those guys were just the greatest people <laughs> so I don't know that's my answer all right, Skit, you're up. Uh, favorite coach. Man, I uh, – yeah, we did have a lot of coaches. Um, but probably my favorite. Dude, I mean, I loved Elder. Freak you, Jackie. Um, <laughs> they say Elder's my dad, but – That's Skit's dad. I don't even care. Hey, shout out, it's Coach Elder. That man held it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm pretty sure we ranked like number one in the nation in uh, special teams. That man was like that. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I love Coach Elder. But I guess like, dude, some of the funniest coaches, I, I dude, I, number one, Coach Strip was an incredible coach. Yes. Defensive line, like, dude, That's he was. Man. Just like an all-around coach, like he wouldn't just like mess with the defensive line. And dude, Coach Strip was. He was that dude, but uh, the funniest one I think was either uh, Coach Mahoney or uh, or uh, shoot, who else? Hey, buddy, <laughs> buddy. Um, and then uh, dude, the strength coaches were cool too. I like them too. Coach Miles, Coach Lawson, Coach Lawson absolutely kicked our freaking butts. Yeah. yeah, and I think everybody agrees in here about that. I think a lot of people don't realize how much time we spend with the strength coaches. It's oh like there's a you know six month period where we're barely even seeing the regular coaches. It's all strength coaches, and there are dads during that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Squatty fifths Monday, baby. Woo! That's right. Set that. number. What? <laughs> Holy jeez. I couldn't even breathe during that time. <laughs> Bobo, what about you? <laughs> uh, man, we did have a lot of good coaches. We had a lot of coaches. A lot of coaches. <laughs> oh, <I remember. laughs> um, man, I know these boys are about to make fun of me for this, too, but I, I love Coach Lawson. <laughs> oh, my God. Coach Lawson was the man, dude. I thought, I thought he just got us so tough. Uh, you know, mentally and physically. Um, I like the way he did things. I also, man, from a position coach standpoint, I, I liked Coach Gillespie a lot. I thought he was a really, really, really good good running back coach. Um, I like Coach Graham a lot. My favorite coach that was not my position coach probably, and I tell people this a lot, I think it was probably Sam Pittman. Yeah. Coach Pittman. Yeah, and he's, he's doing – awesome things at Arkansas and I, I like that dude is just a genuinely good guy yep and and I think like you know 
college football, I think when you play it, you realize how much of a business it is. And, and there's there's so much turnover, so many new players and coaches coming in. But Sam Pittman is a guy that I think truly cared about everybody on the team. And, and you know, it doesn't matter if you're an offensive lineman or, or D lineman or DB or running back. He, you know, no matter what position you played, he 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 always took the time out to talk to you and was just a genuinely good guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was the biggest change in the offensive line room because we went from Harry Heestand to Coach Pittman. Oh <laughs> so it was <laughs> it was someone just tearing you down constantly and talking about, you know, a six-inch step to Coach Pittman just saying, hey, we're going to have fun out there. That's what matters is having fun. Yeah. And it, it turned around the offensive line play, especially for those older guys in Jawan, Zach Fulton, James Stone, even Tiny. It, you know, it helped all of them out. And they fought to try and keep him on. They went to Dave yeah. Hart before he hired Coach Jones and was like, hey, can we keep Coach Pittman on the team? Because yeah. he was there the last year Dooley was there. So, but I, yeah, I think with Coach Pittman too, though, is like there's a, there's a difference between like yelling at somebody just to yell at them. But I think Coach Pittman, like he genuinely cared. That's why guys love him because like if he yelled at you, it wasn't just to be a jerk, right? It was because you really messed up and jacked up and he wasn't just yelling at you to be a jerk. Like you knew it came from a good spot and you, he wasn't, he wasn't soft on guys. You know what I mean? Like he was no. still, he still brought the intensity, but you just knew that he actually cared. And that's it, what it, made it was. It was more, it was instead of, you know, MF and you are screaming at you. It was, I'm disappointed. Yeah. 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 That, and that, and that, that, that hurt when you messed up and he was disappointed in you. You're like, oh man, I can't do that again. Like, I cannot, yeah. I cannot have him be disappointed in me. So I, de I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. So next, I did want to ask what, you know, we played against a lot of people. We played with a lot of people. If there was someone either on the team or you guys saw out in the field, a player where you're just like, that is that dude. Like, he is next level. And I can kind of start it off with Cordero Patterson. He was at UT for six months and crushed it. <laughs> Did whatever. He didn't – no one could stop him at practice. He got in the game, uh, and I'll, t I'll tell the story. Jawan told me this. He, he got in the game versus NC State, that first game. He scores the touchdown versus Anderson, their, you know, all-American corner. He comes over to the sideline, and he goes up to Juwan. He goes, I'm not going to class again. <laughs> Juwan said, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, I'm going to the league, man. I got to go to class again. That man failed every class that fall, every class. If we would have went to a bowl game, he wouldn't have been able to go. <laughs> Oh, and he got drafted number 29 overall so he made it that's hey, crazy he did what he hey, needed to do that's that's like that. and he just he just returned a kick he's, he's tied for the nfl lead in kick returns with eight kick returns yeah in a, in a career so he's a baller yeah. was there somebody else that you guys saw that you're just like this guy's unstoppable i'll i'll follow that up with i mean i so i played with him 2012 and that whole 2012 offense was just dumb but like yeah cp i remember we'd be in position meetings and like coach henshaw would be like 
CP, what what do you like doing? Like, what's your favorite route to run? Or like, what's your favorite play? CP is like, just give me the ball. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to run a route or anything. He's like, just give me the ball. He's like, I'm gonna go score. Yeah. And I mean, that's what we did. And like, he scored almost every time he touched. Yeah, it. and and my, my like, this was and this I don't know. I think about this a lot, but like, this was when I was like starting to like play a little. I hadn't played any, but like, I had a really good spring, and then. I, I had a really good fall and he came in that, I guess that fall or that summer or whatever. Um, and like the coaches were just putting him in like with first team reps and practice and like, and he didn't know, he'll tell you this. I mean, he didn't know what he was doing or like anything. And I was like, dude, I was pissed. I was like, this guy, like I've been here, like, <laughs> like working my butt off. And this guy's in here. Like this guy sucks. I was like, like, he doesn't know anything. Like yeah. I was just so, I wasn't mad, but I was like, dang man. Like, why are these coaches doing this? And then, yeah, yeah this six four two ten gazelle is starting over Jacob Carter. Yeah, yeah, but like he wasn't, he just wasn't in the right position or anything. That like obviously he was like talented, but I was just like he's not gonna be able to like do Line anything up. right. And then the <laughs> NC State game, we gave him that end around, and he took it like sixty yards, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna shut my mouth, like, I'm not gonna say anything. I was like, this dude's a freak. I'll go sit on the um, bench. Thanks. Yeah. I never said anything, but I was just like, I mean, we all had that mentality. It was like, dude, what the heck is this guy doing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That whole 2012 offense, it was, I mean, Bray was the quarterback. He was, he's in the league. That whole offensive line, Juwan, James, um, Zach Fulton, Mike Rivera was in the, in the league for a little while. Justin Hunter, Derek, White Lightning. Zach. Um, I mean, that whole, off that whole offense those guys yeah derrick was derrick was ridiculous he just couldn't figure it out but like he wouldn't like when we played lsu him and tyron matthew went up against each other mm-hmm. and tyron matthew did not do a single thing like at all um derrick was dragging but, him around yeah they literally had yeah, a play he was, where he ran like 10 extra yards with uh the honey yeah. badger hanging on yeah all those guys are freaks so i don't know Skit, what about you? Did you play against anybody? You were just like, this guy's a freak. Um, because I mean, yeah, even in your stint in the NFL, like a guy that you played against in practice, I mean, I wasn't there for long, but Gerald McCoy was messing my ass up at Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> bro, no, I mean, that guy's no arms, lie. bro. Bro, we I, that reminds me of a story with Gerald McCoy. We were in summer or freaking camp. And uh, we were down in Jacksonville. This was this was right after my rookie year, and I did. I mean, I barely even played, so I was pretty much still a rookie. We go into camp, and uh, they Tampa comes to um, to Jacksonville and like are, is scrimmaging us. And um, yo, I was on the backside of a play. We were on goal line. This man Gerald McCoy picked me up, my whole body up, with one hand. And threw me into the tackle, and the tackle <laughs> and the guard, like face planted on the ground, and I'm on top of them. And like, dude, I was like, I am like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be here. This man just literally picked me up. One coach puts us into, uh, we go into film, and he's like, Ellis, man, you like, what is this? Like, you can't let this happen. I'm like, Coach, he getting paid eight million more dollars than like I'm getting paid like the league minimum like that dude he was a freak but on our college team dude I remember like going in there 
my freshman year and um the one that like mo- like impressed me the most like mentally was like Derek because Derek like when he lined up against somebody like he he would tell you like he was the greatest and that's what made him like so good and then but then like um physically dude the first time I ever saw that boy White Lightning Zach Rogers run down the field on a post route I was like oh my gosh that boy was flying it was one of the most like prettiest things I've ever seen in athletics when uh Zach Rogers first hit I can remember that like going in my freshman year and then um Probably like, dude. I'm not gonna lie. That boy, hey, with the hands though, that boy. No one was, no one could compare to Jackie. That boy, Jacob Carter, <laughs> had them hands like that. That boy was like that with them routes, boy. Hey, them hands was stupid. Shut up. Yo, That's no, for real, real like, when, That's for real. When, yeah, like, I, yeah, I we agree. Went, dude, Best hands on the Bowling, team, no doubt. Dude, me and Bowling. We were at Mill- when we were at Milligan. Me and Bowling were grinding it in the trenches, and we would just see Jackie out <laughs> Milligan, there, like, baby, dude. We would see Jackie out there diving one-handed catches. Like I'm just like, yo, this kid is crazy. Well, that's what. <laughs> hey, that's Jack. Hey, hey, Jacob was pissed because that was when uh, CP started getting more reps, <laughs> yeah. and Jacob's yeah. like, I got to catch every ball coming my way. No, and I was, I was like, yo, that boy is like that. It was impressive. I mean, it, career stat line, 13 receptions, 185 yards, and a touchdown for the Vols. So it's <laughs> okay, not too bad. Jackie. Big stats, baby. Big Let's stats. Ride. That's across like 20 games. That ain't one game. That's, that's 20 games. <laughs> hey, hey, that boy was punt returning, though, like a mug. Yeah, that's true. Eight, good, eight, eight, you could trust that he's going to catch it every time. Yeah. Heck, yeah, make the first person miss. That's all it counts. <laughs> Get that first first down. Get that first first down. That's all I did. <laughs> Ten yards slide. <laughs> Don't take the hit. No, that is insane. So y'all talked about your early years, you know, coming into the program. And I I kind of feel it, but obviously I'm not in the same boat. But uh being a walk-on at at a university, you know, a big one like that, what is it like? I mean I never understood fully. I always praised walk-ons as being incredible workers. And the fact that they were there for, you know, just the love of the game said a lot. So, you know, what, what kind of stuff was a walk-on going through? I mean, I'm sure you're not seeing the same as Carter was saying, some of the other guys on the team, um, or if, you know, you just felt like you had to work harder than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I forgot we were all walk-ons. That's live, except Kyler. But all of us in here, it's sick. Yeah, uh, best, the best guys on the team are walk-ons. Yes, uh, dude. I don't know. We're talking about other freaks that and Skit talking about freshman year. That reminded me. I came in my freshman year and I was like six foot, like one seventy, and Corey Miller, uh, Jock Smith, Rajon Neal, Derek. Uh, Brent Brewer, all those guys are the same age as like class as me, and they're benching like 400 pounds. And I'm just like, dude, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I here? with these guys? Like, what I'm like, I am screwed. I'm toast. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's the same, it's the same story. You're just on a shorter lease. You can't, I don't know, you can't really mess up as much. You can't 
you can't get hurt. You can't like I don't know. There was I mean, I don't know. Would Y'all you probably have better stuff to say than I Skitter, do? Skitter, would you say it almost feels the same as being like a a free agent on a team where like Carter just said like you can't get hurt, you can't mess up? Yeah, I, yeah, that's actually yeah. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good uh comparison like I don't it's just like I don't I mean, I don't know how anybody I mean, I know like the three of us like completely think the same way but um, you just always felt like you had to like outwork, put in more work, uh, be the last one, um, just do things like carry yourself differently on the field, off the field. Like it was just everything had to be kind of different than everybody else because you weren't their guy. And um, it's the same kind of with free agency. Like you, uh, you better come with a chip on your shoulder because um, I mean, even though we played like it was still we were still like kind of you know still counted out you know so yeah um but that's just yeah I would yeah walk on and free agency is pretty much the same thing <laughs> except free agency You're living that life for a man. while yeah you on that you on that grind by yourself and you got like good people I, I mean I got the two greatest trainers in the world uh with Austin trains me and Jeremy uh does my speed but I mean, just make sure you got good people in your corner. And I mean, it's the same way with walking on, you know, that was like, y'all, the walk-ons kind of just kind of grinded together. And then, you know, eventually you broke your way through, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bobo? Yeah. I mean, they, these guys, they, they summed it up, but I mean, you can't like short lease. Like I think Jackie said it, like you, 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 you have to excel in all the stuff off the field. Like you got to be good in the weight room. You got to be good in the classroom. You got to be good off the field. And you got to know that, you know, when each recruiting class comes in, there's probably going to be some adjustments to the depth chart and you're just going to have to battle your way back up. Right. Cause they're, they are, uh, these guys are on scholarship and, and, you know, you, you, you just got to grind to kind of keep your spot and, and to keep pushing forward. You know, I think, I think at first when you kind of walk on, it's kind of the, you know, the first year that you're there, everybody's kind of like, all right, is this guy going to actually be here for four years? Or are they going to quit? You know, like how mm-hmm. serious are they going to commit to it? But I think, you know, you got guys who, who kind of prove that they're there for the grind and they, they actually want to, be productive and, 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 and help out the team and not just content with just being on a team. You know what I mean? Like guys that actually think that they, they belong there and can, and can play. And I think, you know, once you show that you're dedicated to the program, dedicated to the teammates and trying to do things the right way, you kind of earn, earn respect from, you know, from your, your coaches and teammates. Uh, but it just, it takes a little bit and you just got to be consistent with everything you do and, no slip-ups, man. No slip-ups. Whenever, whenever you guys were older, you know, into the junior, senior years, were there a time where you would go up to a new walk-on and, like, let them know what it's all about and kind of say, like, hey, you need to step up or anything like that? Uh, I don't know if I went out of my way and said that. You would have people come up to you and, like, ask you or even guys, like, coming out of high school, like maybe from your high school or something, ask you about the process. And you just got to be honest with them. But I don't know if I ever, like, went out of my way to say that to some guys. I think 
a lot of guys who, who would get in the building kind of knew that they had to, uh, you know, to, to they were on a short lease and they had to do the right things. But, yeah, I, I would – anybody that reached out, I'd give them advice. Yeah, you got quite a hill to climb when you come in as a walk-on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> great time, Skitter. Yeah, great time. Uh, uh, all I right. Mean, I guess what – I'll, Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, I was going to say, pretty much what Bones said, I mean, a lot of guys would ask you about it. Um, I remember one time I got mad at Jay Rochelle, like, one day. I don't ever get <laughs> mad at anybody, but, like, I can't remember if he was, like, talking about wanting to, like, play or, like, something. It wasn't that day, but he had, like, always talked about it. And then, like, one day in practice, he was just, like, we were just doing, like, routes on air, and he was just, like, not doing – he was, like, just doing everything not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> And I was just like, dude, like, if you keep, like, I don't know, like, if you're actually serious about playing, like, you can't do all that. I don't know. I got mad at him, but. um, Coach Carter know, over guys, here. Guys would ask you about it all the time, I guess, but. Yeah. There's not much to tell them. It's like, you just freaking do as much as you can all the time. And, like, <laughs> if, like, if, if things work out, then, like, you, you may get a shot. But, like, you at least have to do, like everything in your power otherwise like you know you're not gonna have a chance yeah you can't come in and be lazy yeah because i mean some guys you know that get recruited that you know are the five stars or whatever they can come in and be lazy and still start still play a lot and i think that's i think that's the difference you know once you do have that chip on your shoulder so yeah i appreciate you guys giving us that insight yeah sure um so, Skit, we are, we've mentioned it a few times, you being a free agent with, uh, you know, NFL and everything like that. I wanted you to tell the recent story of what it's like to go to a workout somewhere as a free agent now in these COVID times. <laughs> Dude, that is oh, – uh, all right. Um, you don't have to mention the team or anything, but – So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got I, – what I got, I got released from Philly in the summer or right before camp. And then, uh, the Patriots picked me up. We had to quarantine for like three or four days. It was like three days, I think before the workout. And then we worked out for them. We sat, we just sat in a hotel room for three days and then, um, uh, worked out for them on the fourth day. And then, uh, and then they picked me up and then the Patriots did the Patriots thing and just, you know, whatever um and then i worked out for a recent team and the rules had like changed and um they called me up their all their tight ends like pretty much got corona and then um or had been like contact trace or whatever so they called me up i went up there um we sat in a room sat in a hotel room did not leave other than going to get tested for it for six days in a hotel room and um and uh there was other tight ends up there and we worked out and after the workout they're like hey like you know ellis we you know we like you and we're gonna we're gonna keep you um they you know they sent everybody else home which i was like oh my gosh like they just sat here for six days and they just went home and i'm thinking like yo that that like sucks like dang and then uh so they sat they sit me in the room for four more days 
and they're like we have a game on Sunday so we like we can't sign you till Monday and I was like all right that's fine like you know whatever I just want to play ball so they sat sent me in the room for four more days and um and no I like haven't heard from anybody like there's one guy that hits me up every night and he's like hey you're testing is at nine o'clock tomorrow and uh i get a text from him on monday morning and he says hey has anybody hit you up then my next text message was no his next text message was my plane flight information (laughs) and the text underneath of it said you can take your car to the airport if you have any problems, let me know. Safe travels. And that was it. No, oh. thank you. Not like no explanation of why I'm leaving. Nothing. Just like, see you. Like, have a great life. We, you know, we appreciate you coming up here and sitting in the room for pretty much two weeks almost. And I'm like, bro, like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, yo, I straight up, like, I've lost like 10 pounds in the room just like sitting there because like, <laughs> Dude, I like I came out of that thing. I felt like I hadn't seen the sun in like three days. I mean, it was it snowed up there every single day. So, Freaking like, ruthless. Well, that kind of gives away one of the spots that I went. But um, it snowed up there pretty much every single day. The day that I get or the day he sent me the text, I walk out to get in the car, and there's three inches of snow on the car, and I just drive to the airport and drop off, and there I go back to Nashville. Bro, so, horrible. And I yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, this, like, no thank you, no nothing, like, nothing. And my, and like, you know, I kind of like, I sent my agent the text and I was like, hey, like, this is what they sent me. And he like calls me up and he's like, you're still a human though. Like, they could have <laughs> their explanation or like, they just like, all right, see you. Like, I was like, dang, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that, that is crazy. That is crazy. When I, when I actually started like, working outside of football after football was over i was i was thinking about it and i was like i've already been fired four times <laughs> like <laughs> like that is an insane thing to like think about like you know people that was probably a good way to look at it it's like i i got fired four times in, <laughs> in a year and a half just trying to play football and it's just like the worst feeling ever to get fired and just by the same team twice. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm dude. Hey, <laughs> think of this. There's 32 teams in the league. I've been fired so many times. I've been on 25% of the teams in the league. 25%. <laughs> I'm waking my way up to 50, man, and then I'm getting to 100. I'm trying to make it on all 32. That's my goal. I have a T-shirt from every team. You stole the socks, too. 25% of the teams, dude. Just imagine, like, if you came with that resume anywhere else, they'd be like, uh, yeah. You're trash. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go, <laughs> go work at Walgreens. You're good, man. I'm like, dude, free. I'm at Walgreens right now. Shout out to Walgreens. I love Walgreens. <laughs> Are you getting uh, something for that foot? <laughs> yeah, 100. So dumb. Yeah, so that that's yeah. just like, like if you came with that resume to anybody else, they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll see you later, boss." <laughs> no kidding. But, so it, to finish, we we got Vols got Auburn this week. Um, don't know if you guys watched them at all. I think you know the biggest thing going into every game now is just working on ourselves because it's like almost too much to be like, "Hey, take advantage of this." 
what this team does with it. It's like, hey, just don't turn the ball over and be more efficient on third down, and, and we might win a game. I mean, is that is that how you guys see it too? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, you want to go out there and get wins. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just need to take care of the football and not make mistakes. I think I, you know. Nobody really knows what's going on except for the guys in the locker room, right? We like everybody wants to talk about quarterback change or, or this, that, and the third. But you know, those coaches are playing JG for a reason, uh, and obviously, we want to go. We want to go out and win. I we just I just want to see consistent growth. You know what I mean? Like us getting better, us playing harder, us eliminating mistakes. Um, you know, in all three phases of the game, and and giving ourselves a, a chance to win and, and, you know, bring Tennessee back on the map. It's going to take a little bit, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's a very winnable game. We just got to, we just got to go out there and, you know, play hard and play smart and, and kind of get this thing back on track. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought we were going to beat him. What was that last year when we went to Auburn? Two, yeah. Two know, years ago. I two years ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's always a crapshoot in college football, man. Like you really yeah, don't know man. who Especially will win year. a game. It's crazy. Especially this year. Especially this year. So I, I mean, yeah, I, I just think it's just working on ourselves. I, I would like to see, you know, maybe some of those younger players get some reps because, like I said, it doesn't count towards eligibility. Like all these guys, yeah. every single person can come back next year if they want to. So yeah. I feel like it's a great opportunity. I mean, especially it's like you're not going to win the East, so. Yeah. I mean, that's that was kind of my point to, like, no one else really knows what's going on but the guys in the locker room, right? Like, it, it, it depends on what you want your goal to be, right? If, yeah. you, if, you're, if you want to go out, and obviously you always want to win the game, right? But if you want to go out and you think your best shot at winning is JG, then that's why you got him a quarterback. If you want to go out and see what Harrison Bailey can give you, then – you make the QB change and, and try to see what we got there. But, it, I mean, like I said, like all of us can sit here and talk about it and speculate, but nobody knows what's going on but those guys in the locker room, coaching staff and players, and, and, and what they, you know, obviously they want the win, but what else they want to get out of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I appreciate you boys coming on, having a good uh, conversation with me. It's always, it's always nice to reminisce with some, some uh, old VFLs, old bruh-bruhs. Um, Dude, I'm just, I'm just glad no stories got told of 2219 ad boy. Right, <laughs> well, we got yeah. some words in the pocket. Those I mean, can't we, go on there. Yeah, we yeah we could tell some. I don't know if that would be appropriate. I have some good ones of you. Oh yeah, Carter was mad <laughs> at me when I put on his little ski helmet. He got I mad. Got mad at you? Yes, dude. Because I was being an idiot and banging oh. my head against things. And you were like, dude, that's my <laughs> helmet. You can't do that. <laughs> At so. least you were wearing that helmet. That's why I was wearing it, though. Uh, he wasn't wearing the helmet before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. oh. if I, I still go got back, that thing. If I could go back, I'm not even going to play a game. I'm just going one night, 2219 long, baby. Yes, <laughs> yes sir. Hey, and light, hey, and burn that thing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, I would say the biggest night was after that, after that spring game. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree with that one, Kyler. 
we literally had the T link dropping people off. But it was like it was like a bus stop there, boy. That jump was crazy. All right. <laughs> all right. Might have all to right. edit this one out, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bowling, what are you about to do? That boy's about to, yeah, that it's boy's about it's to fine. It's fine. I'll do a little closing thing after after you answer this question. Yeah, uh, I'm, about to eat food. I'm about to eat food and go to Trivium probably. Uh, I thought you were, all right, well, I'm about to come and hang What with time you. are you calling Coach Lawson? Tyler, put this on. This is the second coming of Coach Lawson right here. I know. Hey, For hey, people hey. who don't know, Austin Bullen is a strength coach now. I think Skidder mentioned it before. He, you know, he trains some big-time athletes. So, you know, we always make fun that he's, a, he's Coach Lawson's junior. <laughs> yeah, hey, and by the way, put this on there too. Yo, if nope. you're from if you're from the ball, if you're from ball country and you play ball there and you try to make it to the league, come hit this man up, Austin Bowling, uh, because pretty much everybody is training with him in Nashville. Let's do it. Uh it should just be automatic. So Yeah, and um, if you're if you're an NFL GM, hit up that boy Skit Dog, Alex Ellis, and sign him yeah. sign him up. <laughs> sign him up. Yeah, so I try to make it to that fifty percent, you know. That's right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, Jacob, what, what do you got? What are you doing now? What? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> talking about these two. What are you up to now? Dude? That man's making, guy, he's making a run for the PJ tour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that boy going to be in his Sunday red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm working on my tour card right now. No, uh, <laughs> I work with uh, I work with Zach and Austin Rogers, some fellow VFLs. So, here in Nashville, Whoa. and I hang out with Skit in, in Austin. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot! Way too much. Right. Way too much. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, thank you for your input. Thank you for letting the people know about Walk On Life and uh, Dude, thanks sharing, for having us. Sharing some fun stories. Y'all have a y'all have a good good rest of your day and uh, go Vols, huh? Yeah. Go Vols. Thanks, Kyler. Go balls. Thanks, Kyler. See you, boys. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to uh, rate and subscribe on all of your listening platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, just Kyler Kerbison. Uh, you can click the link in my bio. It'll take you to all of those different sites where my podcast is up. Also, you can call me and leave any questions you might have. The number is 865-322-9232. So take advantage of that. Love to answer your guys' questions on here. And go follow uh, Believe in Podcast Network. Uh, They have some great uh, SEC podcasts on there and a bunch of other teams you might be interested in. So once again, I appreciate you guys being here. And as always, go Vols! Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.